dig. Welcome to the Things We Dig podcast, where we talk about pop culture and bullshit. On today's episode, if you're wrong about this, I'm going to come back and I'm going to take more than just my money. Imagine you have a milkshake. For the fancy people out there, it's Joe Deertig. I'm a dude, playing a dude, disguised as another dude. <laughs> hey, hey, welcome back to the pod this week, everybody. As always, I'm David. Hey, hey, guys, Chris Fig here. Hey, howdy ho, it's Alex. As always, it's your boy, the other Chris. And this would be the time where our good buddy Steve would be introducing himself, but unfortunately he could not make it this week. He will always be here in spirit and he will most definitely be back for the next pod. I know you guys can't see this, but I just poured uh, some beer on the floor for Steve, my (laughs) homie. Until next week, my friend, we'll see you then. Crying on the inside for you, Steve. For a Japanese holiday of sorts. I guess we can get right into it, though, guys, with the movie pick. So the film that I picked from last week was There Will Be Blood, starring Daniel Day-Lewis. It's a great film about an oil tycoon, essentially, and just a cutthroat businessman who's just trying to make it to the top and make enough money, essentially, to live his life with his son. But things don't exactly go as he planned. Just thinking of Daniel Day-Lewis on a good lightning round for us this week could be um, Daniel Day-Lewis films. So I'll go ahead and start it off and I'm going to throw The Last of the Mohicans out there. Oh, you son of a bitch. God (laughs) damn it. That was mine too. I thought for sure I would get it. It's a great movie. (laughs) It is a great movie. Another long movie too, but it's great. Wait, you guys have all seen this movie. You've never seen seen The Last of the Mohicans? No. Great film. Great film. Dude, I don't even want to say anything about the plot and spoil it. You got to watch The Last of the Mohicans. I, I, I know. I'm sorry. Well, that's, I liken that to me never seeing Braveheart, so don't feel bad. Well, that's, yes, also. Big one. <laughs> well, then I'm going to jump in and say Gangs of New York. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say that. <laughs> I, that's what I thought you were going to say, Dave. I had, <laughs> I had no idea anyone was going to say Last of the Mohicans. Man. I can't believe you both said it. I'm actually, uh, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Great uh, think alike gentlemen then i will go with the movie lincoln man he brought him to life and it was really great to see him so solid acting of course you guys took all the movies that i was gonna say (laughs) so i will take gangs of new york anyways as well so that movie was fucking dope i was gonna take lincoln as well it's a great film have not seen last of mohicans for everybody out there i'm sorry i saw this movie one time in the past and i remember i loved it but i i couldn't remember every detail of it so that's that's why I selected it. I thoroughly enjoyed watching this film. As we all know, Daniel Day-Lewis is just an amazing actor of our time and method actor. He always stays in character and does his research. Overall, I would honestly give this five scoops. I know I kind of rate all of these movies we've seen kind of high, but what do you guys think about it? So uh, I do agree with you, Dave, on a sense. Daniel Day-Lewis, obviously a great actor. Paul Dano was great as well. I, for some reason, though, couldn't really get too invested into the story. I know it's supposed to be a very bleak movie, but just for some reason, I I just, I couldn't really get into it. I mean, the acting is great. I think that was like good enough to like keep me wanting to go. But I think the overall story, because this is actually my first time seeing this movie as well. Dude, I might rate it a little bit lower and give it two scoops, man. Oh, may, may I interject and ask, did you smoke enough marijuana before watching this film, sir? <laughs> uh, I smoked zero, so that, that might be the case. <laughs> case zero mota <laughs> me too <laughs> 
Well, that settles it. I might just kind of snaggle in between you guys and say, I'm not going to give it a full five, but I'm going to go and round it up to, I would say solid four scoops because I think Daniel Day-Lewis, but I do think that just his acting is fucking awesome. Like the fact that he can just, it'll just cut to him not saying a word and just by his facial expressions alone, it just shows so much. And the music, the scoring and the cinematography definitely make it a very good movie. Four scoops. Uh, I'm in the vein of Alex a little bit. I'm going to give four scoops. Absolutely amazing. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis is acting as amazing. Paul Dano too. I just feel the pacing is a little bit off on the movie. And as well as like, you find it hard to, there's not really anyone you want to root for. I found it. So it's just kind of like inconsequential who wins in the end to me. You know, uh, spoiler alert, everybody out there as always. But when Paul Dano's character dies, you feel bad for him because it's brutal and a bad way to die. But I don't, I didn't feel bad for him as like a character. So right, yeah. I did love the problems. I did love the film though. You know, it's the second it's almost, time I've watched it, I would watch it again. So it is weird. Scoops. It is almost like the thing that I did enjoy is they they have a way of of like it sucks you in almost like for the time period. So it's just very believable while you're watching it. But there is like to touch on what you said, it's like nobody to really root for. It's just almost like the tale of greed in a sense where yeah. nobody truly wins in the end. But yeah. what you're saying is, is as a period piece is amazing. Like that, the the cinematography and the sets and the clothing, like I really felt like I was taking a view into that time and those people living back there. So that part of it was really cool. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, I know I, I rated it pretty low, but I would say the, the very beginning where he's in the actual well, or it's a well, right? That he's in, or is it a mining Pretty shaft? much. A, yeah. yeah. They're a, digging an oil well. A so deep. Yeah. Deep so and like you guys are saying for a, a time period piece, I was like, oh shit, like these help people actually live like is a hard life back then and stuff like that does interest me and gravitated me towards it so i would say the beginning kind of had me i would say it's it was mainly like the last half of the first act and the second act kind of sort of like lost me but i see the third act where he's just like going crazy and what you guys had mentioned paul dano's character you know he just he lost it, man. He, this guy in the beginning, you were rooting for him. You thought like, oh yeah, he's trying to be, you know, a, a successful man. He took on that, the little boy, his son in the movie as an adoptive father. And then just slowly started like me not being in his favor. I'm like, oh, this dude, all right, he's trying to succeed, but he's kind of an asshole too as well. And like, okay, he's trying to do what's best for him and his son. And then as the movie goes on, you're like, oh shit, he's really just doing what's best for him. And then he tells his this guy that comes in, you know, says it's says he's his brother. And he tells me, he's like, I don't like when others succeed. I have this competitiveness in my head that makes me not want others to succeed. And the acting is is phenomenal. But I was just like, damn, this dude makes me want to <laughs> root against him. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Isn't it kind of crazy too? Because just a lot of people who have made it to be like heads of these huge corporations and stuff, you always hear like, there's no love lost in business and how cutthroat you truly have to be with no feelings to truly almost make it to the top of these big industries. And it's just kind of crazy when you think about it, man. And not, I mean, just to touch on the part where his son, like they had such a great relationship and he was kind of molding him. I thought it was cool in the beginning of the movie, how he would go everywhere and be like, this is my partner, HW, you know, and my son, we share, we split everything 50, 50. And even the way he would communicate to him, even as a boy, he would talk to him as like a man and be like, yeah. do you understand? And he'd be like, like, yes. And like, just the part where the gas leak happened and blasted him and he lost his hearing, man, was so devastating to see. And then 
when he ships him off, he's sitting on the train and he's like, I have to go speak with the conductor. I'll be back. And he leaves him. You're just like, fuck, man. I mean, he needed to get help there. He couldn't help him. You know what I mean? But those parts were just fucking hard to watch. Yeah, I agree. Especially in those times, like the way he was bringing up his son, you had to back in the day. Like you couldn't be soft living in the world at that time. You just couldn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like to touch what you guys are saying on like a hard life, that would suck ass if that was your job, like doing that. Obviously, you'd be making good, really good money for those times working in oil. You still do to this day. But there's at least like it's it's dangerous now. And there's OSHA and safety regulations and all this shit. Like back then, they're pioneering technology and trying shit out and nothing is regulated. No one's wearing a hard hat. Like so many people probably got dismembered and maimed, killed, and just be like, well, fuck, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah, they knew what they were getting into. Yeah, exactly. Like, it would be a wild, wild (laughs) time, man. Yeah, just in the beginning of the movie, he himself got hurt, had to drag himself out of the oil well. And then a couple minutes later, I know it was a few years later in the movie, but his son, his actual dad, gets it looked like he got decapitated, I want to say, or just... His just, brains at least just got bashed. For yeah. Something. yeah, it fucking broke his back. Dude, and them just being in the oil in the middle of the desert, it looks super fucking hot outside. I'm like, damn, like you are saying, Chris, that would be a shitty job. <laughs> All those fumes with just a dirty, oily rag over your mouth. Like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah they were literally, so it was like a crude oil. Like they were just like sitting in it and like breathing it in. And yeah, that shit was nuts, man. They did make it an emphasis too. So I didn't research it, but I'm sure it, like what you were saying, Chris, it had to have happened a lot of time with just heavy objects just falling down on people. It happened twice in the film. Two different men died. Oh man, way. dude. The fact that the kid's earring, he lost his hearing just by the pressure of the blast from the oil that went up. Or just, dude, getting a gnarly gash on your hand and then getting it submerged in crude oil. Uh, yeah, infections were not fought back then like they are today. Just mm-mm. lots of bad, bad stuff could happen. As we said before, fellas, damn, this shit got dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, well, there, now is a great time to be alive. I was just going to say there was one silver lining to the film and that was just the little girl who never abandoned HW even when he lost his hearing and she sat and learned sign language and I like to believe they had a happily ever after at least you know but uh, I yeah. mean HW had to take the brutal truth from his <laughs> asshole surrogate father dude I was very disappointed like it didn't say how long he was deaf but he, his, he knew his son couldn't hear and he kept being like I'll be right back I'll be right back and he's like dude he can't hear you bro like do something other than just like it's gonna be okay it's going to be okay. <laughs> but just the inner me was like, do something else. Sign to him. Right. I would like say they had sign language. I don't know. Yeah. I would say the very end, though, it was a very pretty bleak, like last interaction, which I would, uh, I'd imagine it was their last interaction with HW and, and, um, and Daniel Day Lewis's character, Daniel. <laughs> just how, he was, how he was just like ripping into him. And he's like, You can't speak. You can't speak. He's like, Tell me. And like, obviously, he's deaf. So he mustered up the words he could. And, you know, his last thing he said to his dad was like, Cause he was saying to him, like, Oh, you're no part of me. I don't, I don't know you. You're not my son. And he's like, Well, thank God I'm no part of you. And he left. And like that acting, I was like, Man, like Daniel Day Lewis. Just you, you've, you're, you're rooting for him in a sense, but at the same time, you're like, damn, like this dude is a dickhole. <laughs> I did like too yeah. how they they showed because the guy who 
basically you could almost argue his teacher kind of half raised him because the day he became deaf is the day where Daniel Day-Lewis just kind of cast him to the side. And uh, that it's guy at that moment where he was like, tell him, tell him he's an orphan and whatever. And he was like, the guy just sits there and he doesn't even want to relay it to him at first, you know, because he knows just how much it's, how fucked up it all is. Right. Don't you think um, that his character is slightly similar to his dude in gangs in new york slightly he's just that like badass confident dude who's a who's a gangster yeah like he was a bona fide gangster in this movie just like threatening people and when the minute he met that kid he gave him 500 and he's like if if you're wrong about this i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna take more than just my money he's like you understand that right yeah i was like dude and then paul dano i mean i know this was intentional but his acting it, it made you feel somewhat awkward because he seemed a little bit like not all there in a sense but just at the end like you're saying he's you know Danny DeLewis's character was a gangster like when he was like you owe me five thousand dollars and he just starts essentially pimp slapping him and like beats him down yeah. starts drowning him in the oil <laughs> which is like like I don't owe yeah. you yeah I don't want to see you ever again mm-hmm. well and he seemed just like a complete sociopath, you know, just pre- pre- uh, pronouncing himself a prophet. The oh, yeah. Eli. And, mm-hmm. you know, Eli, I mean, yeah. same same with Daniel Day-Lewis as well. No, but, but you're right. Eli's fucking crazy. Did I miss it in the movie? Didn't Daniel Day-Lewis, did he not owe Eli $5,000? He did. He okay. just okay. Was, he never paid him. Yeah, gangster. He, was never, he never intended to pay him. I just wanted to make sure I interpreted it right that they did make a deal where he rightfully should have I paid thought, him that yeah. fucking cash. I thought well, his, that he paid, actually. His I, brother is the one who gave him all the information, though, wasn't it? His brother, well, what was his what, name? Paul? That's what he told him in the told him in the end. Remember? He's like, I gave your brother Paul $10,000. He's like, you lose. I outsmarted you. He's like, and you know what he's doing? He has three whales and a thriving business of $5,000 oh, a week. Oh, okay. Major yeah, spoiler I couldn't alert. remember that, like, <laughs> Really, that really got me, dude. I was okay, like, Holy so shit, at the end, damn, the dude, I gotta go. I gotta go back now and watch I, it. Imagine you have a milkshake. Yeah, I have a milk, and I have a straw. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. And I'll I put it straw. all the way from over here into your milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's funny about Paul Dano's character, Eli, right before he dies, he goes in super confident. Like he is going to get the best of Daniel, you know, and, and just Daniel's character in the movie, like I said, even though he's pretty much down and out at this point, he still, still tears into him. And then Eli just breaks down. You know, you're like, whoa, like what, what happened? You were so confident coming in. And now you're this little crying little child and then sees his death. And I feel like he was just such a manipulator that he saw like he didn't have it. So he's like, what can I do in any other angle right now to get this guy to still help me? So he went instantly to crying and being like, I'm a a sinner. I need your help. He was a bona fide biatch. But do you guys think, because his helper or his whoever that guy was who came in and found them and he's like i'm finished here or whatever you know do you think he had who? any reper- reper- repercussions for that like it was like a someone who worked in his house or something like that found him after he bashed in Eli's oh head. he probably and then the movie just ends so i was like do you think like he was held accountable for that or do you think no. they just tossed oh, the dude. yeah not that- at all that dude who works for him <laughs> knows just like any guy or 
servant who's working for a tycoon or a mob boss, it's like, I know what I'm getting myself into. He probably is the one who cleaned up the body and, and buried him, to be honest. Yeah, he's like, you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> for that time period, though, how fucking pimp was it to have bowling alleys in your house? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, because that's pimp now, if you yeah. have a bowling alley in your house. <laughs> so real. back in the 14, what was it? 14, oh, like 14, oh, something is when the movie started. Like uh, 18, 1898. 1898. 1898. Oh, wow. My bad on that. Shit. I was like, 1400s? <laughs> like 4,000 4, years Damn, back. Damn, son. We were <laughs> <Back>. in America. <laughs> yeah, it was from the late 1800s to like the 1920s. The is early where... 1900s. Then shit got real. Damn, I didn't know. That was cool. But it was definitely the uh, pursuit of money, greed, and power. Can we talk about the uh, masterful use of sound in this movie? Yes. Dude, oh. there would be times where the music would just be slowly crescendoing with an eerie beat for so long. And shit would just be getting more and more tense and awkward and eventually would just explode into something. And, oh, man, they they, uh, they use that shit perfectly. I agree. And you guys are talking about the cinematography, too. It actually won an Academy Award for cinematography really? back in 2007. Yeah. yeah. I thought the, the the shots, like they had like the sunset shots and stuff when the well actually exploded and was on fire. Oh, that yeah. scene was... Yeah. It was crazy, dude. Just the lighting and, and I'm sure it's extremely hard to shoot scenes right at sunset and trying to get the right light. And that whole scene was just intense from the beginning because of what happened to his son or his steps, I don't know, his adopted son. The part where his son had already gone deaf and the, the guy came claiming to be his brother. I can't, I couldn't believe that he just thought his son would just randomly light up a fire. Like he was obviously, he had gone through that guy's shit and he was trying to tell his dad, like, this isn't your real brother. And uh, I feel like he totally missed that signal. Dude, dude obviously. that's crazy. I missed that signal. That's funny. Yeah. I'm surprised he allowed him to be kept around for so long, just knowing how he was, but yeah, that would that was yeah. an interesting part. Kind of conned him. I wonder how many times somebody has done that for sure. That I mean, it's an easy con. You go up and you say, I know you, or I'm related to you, or this and that, and you get money. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it depends on who the person is and how easy it is to be fooled, you know? So that's a lot of people do that. That's what was great about this movie is because you see it from two different perspectives of the the businessman and then also another businessman, but he used religion as his business to try to get ahead of oh, life yeah. by taking advantage of people and lying and so saying he was mouthpiece for God, essentially, and stuff. And he was so just over the top, man. That first scene of him in the church... Oh, when he yeah. goes in and he's like on the old woman and telling the ghost to get out of her body, the arthritis. Mm -hmm. and That was that first scene that showed to me when he walks past and he's like the ghost and he's like, go speak on or whatever. And Daniel Day-Lewis is just sitting there and it just shows his face and his eyes moving. And you can see everything that he's thinking just by him sitting there, like looking up and down, like this right. fucking guy is crazy as shit. Or the scene where Eli comes in and he's like, I want you to introduce me. And Daniel's just like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> all right. And then he introduces the little girl instead. And yeah. like, he's like, anything else? He's like, no, that's it. Yeah. And Eli is just like, oh, you son that was G. bitch. Yeah. He's just sitting I was, there. I was going to say too, like at the very end, he made him get up and say, I'm a fake, you know, and they like basically demoralized him and brought him all the way down and then hit him with the news that, nope, right. you're not going to get shit from me, man. Yeah. 
Dude, that's how just he's a he's so intelligent that manipulating just came second nature to him. And you could tell how much he thoroughly enjoyed that. Oh yeah, <laughs> eating a big ass steak while doing it too. When he threatened that one guy, man, from the I don't know if it was Union Oil, I forget who who they were with, but when he just mentioned his son, and he was like, "I will slit." Oh yeah, throat. yeah. And he was like, asleep. "What is this?" It was uh no Union Oils who he signed with instead yeah, of those right. guys. Yeah, but and then he meets Standard him. Oil or something. I forget. And then he gets his son back, and they meet each other, and they see him, and he just like gets in his face, and the guy's just like, "Oh man." And he's just like telling like, you were wrong. You were wrong. He's just like, yeah, I, I was wrong. Like, leave me alone. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. Leave me alone, psycho. He's like, fuck, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to say, I don't know about you guys, but um, instantly, like when they would show the oil spraying and stuff, an image that popped right into my head was Joe Dirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when he's working on the oil rigs and he's like switching a pipe and it just starts going everywhere. He's like, oh, he's like, I'm sorry. This is my first day. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's pronounced. Is he just wearing overalls? Duty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't church for, it up, boy. <laughs> for the fancy for the fancy people out there, it's Joe Dierte. <laughs> Joe All right, guys. Um, just with the amazing acting in that movie, I know we were speaking about it, but um Daniel Day Lewis is a well-known method actor. He gets in character and stays in character until the movie is finished. I just wanted to uh say pose a question to you guys on method acting in general. Other method actors, are there any other ones out there that you guys have that are just notable off the top of your heads? Yeah, man, I would say for me, the one that comes to mind right away was Heath Ledger as the Joker. I remember when he was first announced to be the Joker, everyone was like in uproar, like Heath Ledger, like the dude from Knight's Tale and 10 Things I Hate About You, like, yeah, can't be the Joker and just prove everyone wrong. But he was a method actor I, I for that role, at least. I know I read stories of him being in like a hotel room for like, like weeks, like by himself, like really trying to get like that madness into playing someone as iconic as the Joker. So definitely Heath Ledger, RIP, one of my favorite portrayals of the Joker. So oh, yeah, completely, yeah. man. I'm going to go with a fellow um, Batman actor, Batman himself, Christian Bale, man. He has done mm -hmm. some crazy method acting, not really so much, I think, in um, Batman, you know, as him or as Bruce Wayne. But in like The Machinist or, uh, man, I'm trying to think of the other movie where he's the fighter's brother and he's really addicted to mm -hmm. drugs and stuff. And he loses a lot of weight and gains weight for roles. And he's known for just getting really deep into him. So he's the one Dick I've heard Cheney, a lot of stories about. Dick Cheney role when he was playing dude. Dick Cheney. He looked yeah, just like him. He gained a lot of weight for too, that. Dude. Transformed. Um, there's a couple things that I would say, but we got a shout out to our, our homeboy, Nick Cage. He was uh, <laughs> he is on the list of probably one of the weirder method actors, but uh, I just want to be around that guy and see what up with his aura and energy. If it would be weird, sticking to the Batman theme though, before we get too far off it, Jared Leto, a fellow Joker, he um, Batman, I don't know if yeah. you guys ever heard of those stories from the first Suicide Squad movie where he was sending gifts to his co-stars and it'd be like one of them was a dead rat i even heard he sent like a used condom i, I swear did, i heard it was i did the, read the story yeah, about the dead rat like man. margot robbie or something and they all were just saying like yeah he was essentially just like a fucking creepy weirdo the whole time on set dude <laughs> and then they cut him out of like the whole film too yeah he was not even in the movie <laughs> sadly 
I would say another one too that comes to mind is Jim Carrey, man. I know when he played oh. Andy Kaufman in Man on the Moon, he and there's that documentary on him too as well. Great. He stayed in character to the point where people were talking to him, like like people on set, like professionals were like, Hey Jim, like you uh you're kind of taking this a little too far. And like he even then stayed in character. He's like, No, Andy Kaufman was like this, so this is how I'm gonna be too as well. It almost mm-hmm. seems like I, I remember watching that and being like, damn, that's dedication. But then part of me too is like, that almost seems like pretentious. Like someone yeah. like Danny DeVito who was on it and like truly knew and like people that loved like, uh, what's his name? The wrestler. Uh, I think it's Jerry Lawler. He was, uh, he reprised himself in the movie and he, there was like, interviews of him saying like me and Andy like we always were in on the joke with that and he's like when Jim was like being him and method acting he was like basically saying he was being like just a complete asshole mm. and he's like in my relationship with the true Andy Kaufman was like so different than that you yeah. know but one thing that like that sucks but another like heartwarming side is that I heard is that when the family his his, his daughter or whatever Andy Kaufman's daughter came on and I thought how creepy is it that she's gonna have a conversation with somebody acting like her dead dad yeah but she said that that it was it was like it was comforting though and it had some type of closure like she felt like and it wasn't weird and i thought okay this is fucking gonna be very weird um that i I almost felt like it seemed weird at that part though too i was like geez Mm -hmm. like it is it is like cool that they can in a sense almost get like maybe closure or something out of it by accepting like okay he's the closest thing to the real person and he's acting yeah. like he is the real person. Uh, it's on Netflix such- and it's called Jim and Andy. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Great Beyond. If it's still on Netflix, but dude, amazing documentary, but yeah, it is crazy to see how much of a fucking prick he was. What you guys were saying about, you know, his daughter talking to him, be like, Oh, like it'd be weird. I always thought that too, about, someone making a movie on your life, like you're in that van, say like the Bohemian Rhapsody movie was with Freddie Mercury. I wonder if like, I think the other bandmates were pretty involved in the movie, but like, could you imagine if you weren't and you went to go watch the movie and see yourself? And like, I wonder if how true certain scenes are. I know sometimes movies, you know, Hollywood eyes them to make it seem more interesting. But if a, if a scenario was pretty true, I wonder how that person would feel like, oh, wow, like I remember this, this was 40 years ago. I, I remember this scene and mm-hmm. saying some of these things or feeling some of these emotions that I feel like that'd be a really like interesting feeling to to have while watching a certain movie. Almost sometimes in those two, and I mean, we would never know, but it was almost the same with the NWA movie they made, like going back to those parts in time, but it's almost like the people who are in charge are controlling how much of it you get to see. I'm sure it's almost like looking through like a scope, like you don't see the full truth of the story. It's kind of just like the good parts that they want you to see, you know? Once Hollywood gets its fingers on it, I feel like when you watch Entourage and stuff like that, how like the director has a vision of something, but really it's the guys who who paid for it or the big dudes up top are like, "Mm, we're going to, we're going to add this. We're going to change that. We need more titties in there. I don't know. What if the guy (laughs) had an Australian accent? Yeah. It's like... (laughs) But I mean, well, that's what's sad about it is that there's there's a lot of fatty, money-hungry people. I've always wondered, though, too, with like the, the actors that we mentioned, just Daniel Day-Lewis, Heath Ledger, and people that truly, and Jim Carrey, obviously, too, that really and took Paige. it. 
Yeah, Nick Cage. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. But that like truly take it upon themselves for their craft to like become that person. And they're not themselves. And they do such a convincing job that they make us believe it too. And we don't even see the real person that they are. Do you think that takes a toll on you mentally and that it fucks with you? Like when you come out of it and try to be yourself again? I imagine like when we played pretend when we were younger, like it was fun when you really didn't give a fuck and you acted like you were somebody else. It's like, if I had the confidence to do that around people without feeling embarrassed, then yeah. Do you think it could push you to going crazy almost? It's almost like having multiple personalities. Yeah, I would feel like you would almost adapt some of the characteristics of the and you know keep them with you and maybe start losing sight of like oh who am i it's really hard to say like i wish i knew one of these actors personally and could see how they act afterward and then you could really say like yeah man he after he fucking was batman he just started running around the house and was like i am batman (laughs) he's like christian stop it (laughs) yeah well it's like um the character that robert downey jr played in tropic thunder you know, oh yeah, he, right. When he oh, was method acting, he was he was he was uh yeah he was well it was funny because he was playing an Australian guy who was playing an African. I'm a dude <laughs> playing a dude disguised as another dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you mean by you people? <laughs> but you got here's a deep thought: is that people love method acting, but they're afraid to to be caught because so with social media, people can fish catfish people now and act like they're anybody they they want to be. And be the ultimate yeah. Daniel Day Lewis. You could be Daniel Day Lewis online if you want to be. Yeah, guys, I'm not even me. I haven't even been me this whole time. Dude, it's a cardboard cutout. <laughs> it's like I'm Danny DeVito. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey. Danny. <laughs> he it's takes me. his mask off and it's Daniel Day Lewis. It's like, bro, I appreciate y'all giving me such good credit. Dude, can we? Daniel Day Lewis played a movie where he was a disabled man and. That was my maybe is if we would watch it, probably one of his best performances. Because when they say like like to play a disability in a movie, how hard that is. None oh, of yeah. us have seen that movie. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I am not sure. No. I don't think I've seen that movie. Uh, Simon Birch, <laughs> kid with no no neck. Is that what it? Oh, it's called My Left Foot, where he plays. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard he of plays that. Plays a guy with cerebral palsy. But that, when you watch, like, acting-wise, you're just like, dude, holy fuck, man. And to remember the whole time that you have to, like, keep those mannerisms, you know, mm-hmm. that'd be, like, really, that takes a lot of focus. Didn't yeah. uh, Johnny Depp method act as, uh, what's his name, in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? Or Jack is Spur- that just, yeah. Jack, Jack Sparrow. Jack uh, I don't know. I mean, if I was him, I'd drink rum the whole time and just chill out like i'm in character (laughs) i heard a hilarious interview with andy samberg and it was after he got married it was like on conan i believe and he was like yeah so you got married how was it and he was like you're you're friends with adam sandler was he at the wedding and he's like yeah he came to my wedding and he came in character as uh that's my boy, whatever his name was. Uh, and he talked with the Boston accent and acted like that character the entire wedding and never stopped. That's funny. They probably awesome. just look at him and be like, how far are you going to take this, man? Andy's yeah. wife probably hated it, and he probably thought it was the greatest thing of all He's time. like, babe, look it. And she's like, oh, I told you Dude. not to. Is he going to fucking leave soon or what? So he's like, my boy. <laughs> Dude, that's Why hilarious. Yeah, just pulls a beer out of every pocket in his coat. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All solid topics, my friends, but I think it's time for some movie mayhem. Are you guys down? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. All righty. Here it is. Movie Mayhem. 
All right, fellas. So for this round of Movie Mayhem, uh, to go based off of Daniel Day-Lewis, who won an Oscar for Best Actor for There Will Be Blood, I pulled up some questions based around the Oscars. So we're going to do that for the movie quiz this week. Y'all right. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. I could dig that. <laughs> I'm excited. I like the intensity, guys. So <laughs> let's get started. All right. Question one. What were the only two sequels to have ever won an Oscar? Uh, Godfather God 2. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. One answer. And um, sequel. I have nothing. I'm trying to think hard, though. The Lord of the Rings? Empire Strikes Back. Dave, Lord of the Rings, which oh. one? The Two Towers. Yeah, the Return two of the King. Return of the King. We were talking about this. Yeah, okay. Fuck. I was like, I knew that they won a shitload of awards yeah. back in the day. Right As we were saying, I'm pointing at myself right now because I said it first. Yes. <laughs> so Chris got Godfather. Dave technically got Lord of the Rings, so I'll give him a point for that. But Chris also swooped in I'll take with partial. I'll take a partial credit. I'm a vulture, dude. I, I, I swooped in. <laughs> hey, that's know? the name that of the someone game, else's bro. meal, and I said, my mic's like <laughs> muted or something. Mine? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just... All right, fellas. Good job. All right. So, second question What are the only two brothers to have ever been nominated for an Oscar? Two brothers. The Wachowski sisters now. (laughs) Um, Was it um, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? I'm sorry. (laughs) Damon Wayans and. uh, Just, Just two brothers. Oh, it's a uh, um um they have a father who's also famous no not that i believe not I that i know, know of is it uh the hemsworths it is not i don't believe they've been nominated for us i'm just trying to can, think of can brothers. you give us like a, uh, a the coen brothers clue? that is incorrect sir oh. actors. can you give us like a oh, shitty actors. clue i'm sorry yeah actors actors get no, i don't want a clue i feel like it'll give it away i know i'm trying to think of famous brothers Famous brothers, Mark and Mike Ruffalo. <laughs> Good. Is there a is there a Mike Ruffalo? No. Was it? Uh, I don't know. Was it, it could be. I don't know. Was it Mark and Donnie Wahlberg? Uh, solid guess, but no, my friend. What are they movies? Are they known for? Oh, that's like, hard. Like, Themed, yeah, genres. What is the title of the movie? No, I would say <laughs> one was more famous in the 90s and the other one became more famous in the early 2000s. Was that it the Francos? Dave and James? Oh, that was a good guess, so, good bro. Good guess, but no. Fuck. Man. This I feel like I need to know. Uh, okay, I'll give one guess. Hopefully it doesn't give it away too easily. Uh, kind of a, a sad and morbid clue, but... The Viper Room. Oh, it's the Joaquin Phoenix and um, his brother. What was his brother? River, River Phoenix. River. Yeah. Yeah, that is correct, sir. Ah, oh, dude, that was a hard one, but that makes a lot of sense. I said Emilio Estevez and um, what's his <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I don't think the uh... that would have been solid guess too as well. Alrighty, next question, fellas. Which actor has been nominated for the most Oscars? That would be. Robert De Niro. That is incorrect, sir. Is it um, Leonardo DiCaprio? That is incorrect as well. Daniel Day-Lewis. All good guesses, but no. Tom Hanks. Ooh, that is very close, but no. Is it um, Matthew McConaughey? That is also not right. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking um, older. He's got to be older for sure. I will say I'll give you that partial hint. Yes. Clint Eastwood. 
No. Kind of in the same oh, genre. Uh, Danny of- Ocean himself, fucking George Clooney. No. Damn. <laughs> maybe too. He might be too young, bro. Older, maybe. You already said Robert De Niro. Did somebody right? say Morgan um, Freeman? So John Voight. No. I'll give My, you guys. I'll give you guys a clue. Another person we had mentioned for one of the answers also played the same character as this actor in a different time period. Is it Jared Leto? <laughs> Getting oh. close. He's Sir Ian McKellen. No. Jared Leto played somebody. He played the Joker. Heath Ledger? Oh, it's uh, uh, Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Man. Jeez, With, I count know. as a tie. I don't know. I'll give That's you guys crazy. a tie on that. Nominated 12 times, dude. Wow. I might be just like a hater. On, I'm not a hater, but I just couldn't. I don't think. I never really think of him as like one of the greatest actors. I know he's been in a lot of classics, but. I he's think gotten a little crazier, I think, since recent times. But I mean, the, the, the Shining and shit, it's. I think it was mostly back in like the 70s and 80s. And I mean, 90s is obviously kind of where we know him from. But I think it was more 70s and 80s. He was playing more of those Oscar worthy roles. So he used to clean up in Hollywood, too, man. Just a notorious ladies man, which I always found kind of weird, too. Did you ever (laughs) see The Departed, man? Yeah, Uh, awesome. He's he's did. awesome. He played himself in that movie. All right. On to the next one. So which Best Picture nominated movie has the most swear words in it? Um, Django Unchained? No. Is it, um, damn, I'm trying to think. Inglorious Bastards? Ooh, very close, but no. I feel like it's a Tarantino Tarantino film for sure. Uh, You would think so, but no. No Tarantino. I would say this individual worked with Tarantino. Marty Scorsese film? Getting closer, Dave. Good is it Goodfellas? No. no. Shutter Island. Nope. Oh, shit. Uh, a good, you said Goodfellas, huh? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. That's the word I was used to most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scorsese. I feel like this is a movie set in Boston. Was it, uh, so was no. it Scorsese? Was I don't think Boston. No, I don't think it was set in Boston. It's the Untouchables? That is not correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we really fucking sucked tonight. Yeah, dude, Steve would be all over this. Steve would have got this for sure. Steve. But think are about they like Irish dudes. They are not. Think about um, the scene where he's saying the f word, and it's a really like comical but kind of powerful scene in this movie. I ain't fucking man. leaving. Oh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, oh man, I actually have heard that that in the past. I just. Could not think, dude, at all. I was drawing <laughs> blank. <laughs> all right, fellas, last question. So this is, it's not an actor-esque, not really an actor, but who has won the most Oscars in all of the Oscars history? We probably named him. You did not, actually. Oh. I'll give you that hint. You narrowed it down, then. Who has won the most Oscars? Matt Damon. I don't believe he's won an Oscar. Damn, Robin Williams. <laughs> oh, no, no, he has for Goodwill Hunting, but no. Robin Williams only won one time. Damn, I'm mad. Peter, ja- no. No. Peter Jackson? Peter Jackson is not correct. <laughs> You're talking about acting, right? Uh, no, it's not, not an actor. Oh. I mean, he's been in stuff, but not technically as an actor. Quentin Tarantino? No. Steven Spielberg. That is incorrect. 
<laughs> Someone um, extremely famous, like George Lucas. No, John Williams. Uh, you guys are somewhat in the right ballpark. Walt Disney. Walt Disney. Oh, nice. Dude, he's the frozen man himself. Dude. <laughs> 22 Oscars for anim- his animated movies and 59 nominations, man. Damn. Wow. Insane. That is crazy. I would never have guessed that. Yeah, the boy puts sense, out though. the hits. Random fact I read is that they made the movie Frozen. So when you Google search Frozen Disney, ah. you, don't, you don't Google search the, the theories of him being frozen and shit. For real? Or did you just make I, that up? No, I literally read that. And they said wow. that. Wow. How far a, down the rabbit hole were you, Alex? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Instagram just dropped me right into a deep cavernous pit. I didn't <laughs> far for that. Straight down. But I randomly read that today. So Wow. That's awesome. That's it makes a lot of sense, though. I mean. They want us to crazy. get off his, uh, his breadcrumb trail, man. <laughs> What if, wouldn't it be crazy if like when we were old men, one day Walt Disney just like became reanimated? Like, Didn't they say back? he's up in the castle? Somebody's like, oh, up in the castle is like where they keep him. I heard That's he's below the expensive. park, dude. Dude, he like runs the park. He's like <laughs> an animated head from Futurama. They have wires know. into his brain. They can still communicate with him. I don't know if you guys have seen any of these episodes on Disney Plus, but it's called Behind the Attraction. And they show just like little stories behind uh, Star Tours, uh, Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion. I was watching the one on Jungle Cruise and like Walt Disney was like super heavily involved. And he would even from time to time hop on the Jungle Cruise and like, do the tour himself. Damn. How cool would have that have been? Hop on, be like, that's Walt Disney. Like he's doing the, the Jungle Cruise for us. Hell yeah, that'd be so cool. As a kid growing up, I thought that that would have been one of the coolest jobs if you were working at Disneyland to be the tour guide on the Jungle oh, Cruise. Because yeah. they were always so funny, man. Dude, even if I could just work there once a week just to do that job for like three to four hours, dude, that'd be so much fun, man. How I'd many people easily? How many people do you think are I know I've heard people aspiring actors and actresses like work at Universal Studios just to have a job and to also kind of get into character and almost work on their craft a little bit by being just whoever they're hired to be at the park. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people do that at Disneyland too. Disneyland. Dude, my brother, <laughs> my brother was Pluto for a couple years Holy too. Holy shit. That's uh, I, you told me that. That's right. A few other characters too, but mostly Pluto. All right, fellas, another good round of movie mayhem. Very awesome, dude. They were great questions. We all just really sucked at answering yeah. them. <laughs> what was the score on that? Um, I got one I, point. I have to go back and look at the tapes, I would man. say Chris won because I think he was the only one to come up with the genuinely real answer on his own. <laughs> he did get two on the question, so. Yeah. From not remembering. I'll accept the win. Yeah, from not remembering exactly points, Chris uh, stood out in my mind. So, Chris, you're the winner. Thank you. Very good. Good Thank job, you. y'all. Digital All right, bow. on to the next one. Two second tunes. You only got a little bit of time, baby. Go two second tunes. You only got one, two. Oh, Fig and Chris and Dave just switched positions. <laughs> little switcheroo. The game's changing. All right, gentlemen. This is a, another round. Guys, in the theme of it, somebody had mentioned an idea of blood. 
And I thought, that's a great idea, but I couldn't find shit. So <laughs> if you guys <laughs> want to... <laughs> it's like, what, vampire songs or something? Yeah. I found a lot of like vampire like songs. A, like a rapper or something who happens to be a blood. Yeah, <laughs> there, are, there are songs out there, but stuff that we might like. Um, so I, I don't know. I was tricking and thinking, but I thought, why not money? You know? Okay. Money, money. Everybody loves money. So. Oh. Maybe. And this movie... Sounds good to me. We do love money, honey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, money and just Daniel Day Lewis in that movie was just going for it. It was uh, they were talking about a million dollars back in the eighteen hundreds. That was a fuck ton of money, man. Oh yeah, dude. I wonder what the equivalent of that. I guess it would just be like a multi millionaire right? nowadays. Yeah. So you guys know the drill. Two seconds, roughly, maybe four. Guess the title of the song and the person singing it. And good luck. The Beatles, money, you never give me your money. The Beatles, you never give me your money. Nicely Ooh. done, Figaroo. Nice, nice. Figs. Round two, ready. Money, uh, Puff Daddy. Biggie Smalls, and, or no, Mason Puff Daddy. Yeah. More money, more problems? Yep. Uh, mo yeah. money, mo problems. That's it on? says uh, the notorious B.I.G. Yeah, he's featured on Featuring that Mace and Puff Daddy. That was after Biggie had passed away. They had right. him up on the screen. Dude, I would get down to that song back in the day. Still today, that, I would. That music video cost a shitload of money. The production, I think at the time, it probably was one of the Biggie highest. was in the music video, so... Yeah, but he was fantastic. up on the screen. No, he had. He was up on oh, the screen rapping. Oh, you're right, dude. Almost like uh, they had Sublime, their last one of their last music videos. It was like a hologram image of Bradley mm. at a concert in the whole one. And uh, this person says, Donkey brought me back here through the power of nostalgia and his dope rhymes. <laughs> and I don't know who Donkey is. Donkey? Oh, I think he's a donkey from like Shrek or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, nicely done. That was a mix between Fig and Dave. I, I threw Mace out there, but I think Fig got all of those. All right. Here we go, guys. Gonna switch it up a little bit. Round three. Money. Uh, Led, Ze uh, Led Zeppelin. No, Pink Floyd. Money. Pink Floyd. Whew. You guys let him think. You guys let him mistake and come in for a second. <laughs> I know, man. I was trying to think, but. Money. I knew everybody would know that song. Like, I know that song, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you the title or who sang it. That whole album's fucking oh. insane, to say the least. Yeah, well done. Wasn't this the one they said if you play the, this album while playing The Wizard of Oz on mute? That it lines up. That it perfectly. lines up very, very creepily well. Yeah. Yeah. Dark yeah. Side of the Moon is the album. Yep. Yep. I've never tried that, but I feel like that'd be a trip to do. There's YouTube videos know. and shit with it just synced up perfectly that you can watch. That was Fig through and through. I think round three. Good job. Man. Money. The and boy came to play. And we're going on round four? I yes. believe four. Yeah. Round four, guys. Going back to the year 2008. Oh, Lil Wayne. Uh, T-Pain? Yep. Lil Wayne and T-Pain. If you got money. Put it in your pocket and shut up. Take it out your pocket and throw it in your pocket. That away. Oh, that did. That does take me back. 2008, guys. We were fresh out of high school. Thought the world was ours, man. I remember um, 
our friend Sean had that album. And I remember riding around, I think probably in Alex's car, and Sean was just like, put the album in. Dude, I don't know. When Sean had a car, he was bumping, I think this, like, I would always drive to work with him. And he this was, was the summer this. banger, dude, for sure. This, was this like album. a Millie? Was a Millie on this? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude, definitely. Listen to that album so many times. The just, Carter Three. Yeah, the Carter Three, baby. Just listening mm-hmm. to this album, just chugging uh, some Mickey's. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, random fact: I saw they had plastic bottle forty Mickey's in the gross in the Ugh. gas station. Uh, yeah, I think no, I think you. they've had those for a minute now, man. Because I remember back when I was still drinking forties occasionally, they switched to that, and I remember just being like, "Ugh, that's so disgusting." Dude, I have the glass bottle. Yeah. Anyways, round five. Doing good, guys. Grilling it. Money. What's it going to be? Ready? Take the money and run. Take, take the money and run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was it. I. Yep. Good job. Is it Credence, Credence Clearwater Revival? That's a, that's a good guess, but no. Damn it. The band, it sounds really familiar. Um, it is a, a name of a, a dude and, and his band, if that helps you out. The Dan Band. <laughs> if his name is Dan, you're you're on the right. I track. think the Dan Band is that like funny band, like they're in old school in a few other movies. <laughs> oh yeah, not. Um, oh wow, I didn't know this band sang. You guys want another hint? Lay it on us. This band sang also "Fly Like an Eagle." Oh yeah, do 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 do. Which I didn't. That did not help even a little. Wow, bit. <laughs> we are terrible right now. He his first name is the name of the dude that is part of our group that isn't here right now. The Dan Stevens band? No, first name. Oh. <laughs> oh, Steve Miller. Steve Miller band. Yeah. Oh, Steve Miller. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a band, though, straight up. I, I said Dan Stevens like a jackass. Dan Stevens band. <laughs> it was worth a shot. I'm going to give you a buzzer right there. Right hey, Big, you miss this. 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. I'm going to give you like a... <laughs> who, who, who said that, Dave? Steve Carell? <laughs> no, I think Michael Jordan. Oh, no, it's Wayne Gretzky said Michael that. Scott? Uh, Michael Scott? <laughs> yeah, Michael yeah. Scott. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> um, that was round five. Do you have a round six? Do you have a round six for us? Maybe a round seven if you guys want to get crazy. Oh, let's, let's do it, man. Let's keep it rolling. Okay, round six. Um, gym class heroes, or is it featuring, it's featuring Travis, featuring Travis McCoy. Um, um, it's Bruno Mars and Travis McCoy. Want to be a millionaire? Or guys, millionaire? just gonna let Dave think. I'm just fine. It was a uh, Travis McCoy billionaire featuring Bruno Mars. So I guess it was Travis McCoy's song. Oh, yeah. okay. I know that song. I had no idea the name or who sang it. At first, I thought it almost sounded like a Dirty Head song. Just that. Dude, I'm telling vibe. you, man, just while I listened to it before we got on the pod, with the headphones on, man, it's it's the the mixing and the music is actually quite... It was a good single, dude. Um, if you guys want one funny one, you guys aren't going to know this, but if you do, you'll win the game, okay? All right, let's All right. hear it. Oh, I knew it was going to be this song. Money, 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 money. Money. <laughs> Jammy song, too. I'm going to get copyrighted if I don't stop right now. I is forget it, who sings it. Is it War? Does War sing that song? No. 
Um, they um that song the lyrics for that it's an amazing song when you really listen to it i saw a white dude who was a street performer who went on showtime at the apollo and killed it he sang this and he also sang uh let's get it on oh nice (laughs) the crowd loved him dude it was uh the ojs okay yeah Yeah, sang it for the love of money they also sang i think love train and i don't know if any of those love train Love train, baby. <laughs> totally Is that it? it? I don't know if that's it. <laughs> I don't, my train, brain is so, come yeah. on, come, come on, show your work. Oh yeah. Oh, shake your groove thing. Shake. Your oh groove. yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking of. I was thinking, love shack, baby. <laughs> love, love shack, baby. Love, love train, like, yeah. baby. Love train. <laughs> People are singing two different songs, and they think they're singing the same song. And that wraps up two second tunes, tunes. my friends. Dude, good selection. Another great two second tunes. Normally, you ask what songs you that we thought might be on there. That last song, I was waiting for it the entire time. So you got me. Yeah, there was a uh, ABBA song called "Money, Money, Money," and never heard of it. But it's actually, I'm going to go back and listen to it because it was actually pretty good. I thought you're going to have ODB, man. I was going to runner up. Runner up. I, I just didn't want to have, I knew naturally even, there was going to be a lot of rappers and a lot of cream. I was going to have that as well, dude. It's all Hello. about the Benjamins, baby. I was going to have cream. All right, man. That's it. Solid selections. Solid selections. All right, fellas. Uh, another solid round of two second tunes. Um, we were talking about movies, and I thought about this the other day. We don't really do midnight showings anymore. And I was going to ask you, dudes. What was one of your favorite midnight showings you guys went to either together or maybe went with your family or other friends? Uh, any come to mind? Um, I don't have any in mind with you losers, but I went and saw <laughs> Watchmen when I lived in Reno at a midnight showing. And uh, did I remember that movie just blowing my mind because it's so different than any of the other stuff I'd seen at the time. And, uh, it was really cool. Dude, and the Watchmen was amazing for sure. I never saw the midnight showing of that, but that would have been really cool. I remember reading, Alex had the graphic novel and I went to California with him and he was driving and I remember I just read the entire thing on that trip just so I could be able to compare it to the film. And the film actually did it justice in my opinion, man, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to say that graphic novel pretty much just leaped onto the screen. You know, Zack mm-hmm. Snyder did a, a great job doing Watchmen. One that I remember going to, it was one of the Lord of the Rings. I want to say my dad took me to, which was so like something I wouldn't think my dad would want to do at all is go to a midnight showing of a, I think it was the return of the King too, man, which was, Oh God. It was like a that's long three hours. movie. Yeah. It's over three hours maybe. Yeah. And then no, it's not I, had to go to in school. I had to go to school the next day too. But um, I think that was his only rule. Like I'll take you, but you have to go to class. I was day. trying to think of the first midnight showing that I saw and it might've been Lord of the Rings, but I can't remember. And after that I did, it was just so cool to stay up like we would almost I would almost go to bed and try and go to bed like normal and then like wake up at, a, at, at 10 or so before we'd get in a car and go off and drive somewhere and, and uh, be like dude I'm so fucking tired like while watching this movie but you're like but it's fun you know like yeah. this experience yeah. this is awesome <laughs> yeah like Saw for sure I think Lord of the Rings The Dark Knight I think I saw Midnight Showing um, I saw the Wolverine Origins film at midnight I remember that it was a decent movie it was kind of okay it 
it was just kind of a so-so film, but it was, I still enjoyed it. I, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool in that portrayal was a little whack. Oh, he was terrible. scary, dude. But I thought he was kind of yeah. freaky. Like I would say one I remember going with you dudes was uh, the movie 300, another Zack mm. Snyder film. Dude, I remember oh, yeah. the, just the fun of seeing other people waiting in line and just because we essentially were, you had to get there by what, like 9 p.m.? or so, maybe 10, depending on the movie, but just being with, you know, either your family or friends and just, it's a lost art that I wish really would still come back around, you know? Yeah, just like getting there early, not not being able to buy tickets in advance. So you, you'd almost have to get there early to get tickets. It was always funny where I knew that people showed up late would get the shitty tickets and you would get the shitty seats. Um, so you had to like go there and spend time in the, the arcade or hang out with your friends or family. Like Yeah, there was, I was going to say there was no uh, reserving seats like there is today. Yeah, so if you got there mm-hmm. late, you got to sit in the front and just crane your fucking oh, head up all the way. Why do they even make those seats? Right. Because I've sat up there and you're like, this is money. Yeah, money. One other thing I remember too is uh, for midnight showings, especially for big franchises like Star Wars and Batman and stuff, People would dress up, man. A lot of people would come to the yeah. theaters dressed in full costume. Yeah, that was fun. That was really cool. We yeah. did that for uh, Talladega Nights. And I don't know if we went at midnight or not, but I went with somebody. We went to Kmart and I got the sickest cutoff shirt of like Casey Kane, who's a NASCAR driver. And I wore like jorts <laughs> yeah. that I cut too short like, it for myself. Was, uh, it might, I don't know if it wasn't a midnight showing, it, it was still like a premiere night. And our yeah, friend, once night. again, Uncle Bobby B, he has a kind Kind of a similar look to Will Ferrell and he murdered it. The crowd loved him. They were giving away gifts at the beginning, but then he kind of like overkilled saying a lot of the lines <laughs> and the crowd kind of turned on him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> when keeping it real goes wrong. I would say another franchise was the Harry Potter series and people getting really into it. Oh my God. Or yeah. people in line would have like, like trivia, like Harry Potter trivia. And like, there's just so welcoming as a fan base, you would like hop in and just reading all the books and you know seeing Mm -hmm. all the movies it was always fun to interact with other fans that you know maybe weren't in your group and just everyone having that fun atmosphere around them so yeah the the energy at any of these midnight showings was always positive like it was packed and everybody was loud but the movie was always good yeah everybody was there to watch it turning it into that like those events like you guys yeah like when we all saw saw and they just like made it all like like i love that it was like a haunted house walking through oh yeah really shitty haunted house but you still walked through and it was cool and then steve said uh he knew the girl but she dressed up as saw jigsaw and rode around on a tricycle (laughs) yeah Um, yeah. it's like i wish they had more you know experiences before you watched a movie like kind of brought you into it like gave you a 4 experience that's almost like a cool like business idea is to open up a theater and have it be themed for the movies so it is like an you could have actors play different roles for the movie and what would be cool is you can do movies of the past so if you did like ghostbusters or back to the future or lord of the rings people can dress dude that's a million dollar idea during the movie that'd be a lot of fun they could have something go on or something go down like um hey we could. Uh, we should do that. Hey, we're patenting this idea. Listening out there. Uh, By the time this is released, this idea will be patented. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you know anybody that can help us patent something, uh, <laughs> help 
Yeah. Just please don't steal our ideas, please. That's <laughs> <laughs> how we're trying to get rid. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Man, I would go to those. I would, especially like movies like how you were saying, Fig, that are just beloved. Like if I loved a movie that much, I would go to a themed like cosplay thing where the you can show up to if you want. Oh, almost, people love to cosplay. Up. Yeah. Imagine like, well, I mean, you guys know now is every time they'd come to a midnight showing and then after a while, I'd be like, oh, Transformers is playing at midnight. And then Fig would just say, dude, there's a showing at 10 p.m. And we're like, what? Okay, yeah. let's just go to that showing then. And <laughs> yeah. then it was like, there was no more midnight showing. It was like, instead mm-hmm. of Friday, it came out Thursday right. at the regular time. Like, just, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, midnight showings, hopefully they come back soon. Um, let's start that uh, franchise up, guys. Hell think, yeah. But I think on that note, another great episode of Things We Dig. Until next time, later days, my friends. Later days, brothers. I dig you. It was great digging, guys. I'll see you uh, next pod. Yeah, have a great night. And guys, don't shed any tears. Steve will be back. Um, shout out to Brendan Fraser. Oh, yeah. All right, my dudes. Catch you later. All right. All later, right, guys. Good pod.